everybody, and welcome back to Forbidden Cinema. Hello! I'm Zach. I'm Jenny. Today we are recapping 2022, but also kind of saying up yours 2022, <laughs> 2023 Taylor's version is coming. Something like that. Some some other version is coming. Yeah, so production meeting, uh, apologies, production schedule, whatever. I think we last left you guys with our... Uh, Christmas kickoff episode that maybe dropped yesterday, <laughs> a week after Christmas. What? Yeah, no. Yeah, uh, yeah, guys, it's been it's been a deal. It's so, been a deal. So I was listening to it while I was editing it. I was always like, boy, isn't it going to be so great if Christmas just goes well and we don't have to like make any decisions and, and difficult things and and cause any family drama because of COVID or because uh, oh no. All that shit happened. All of it happened. Every single thing that we said, like, and wouldn't that some. be horrible if it happened? And then some. And then some, yes. Some stuff we didn't even anticipate. So here we are now. <laughs> so we love you guys. We hope your Christmas wasn't hell. And if your Christmas was hell, we're right here with you. Yes. And let's do 2023 right. I started 2022 saying it was going to be right. And then what about... Three hours in, everything went to hell. <laughs> so who knows? But I mean, I'm really optimistic, and I'm yeah. 2023 is gonna be different because we have decided as such. Exactly, exactly. One way or the one way or the so other. So if you want to join that mantra with us, bring it. Uh, <laughs> if you don't, and you need to still be recovering for 2022, understood. So let's just, I guess, recap. We're going to kind of go deeper on our last two movies, Plane Trains and Automobiles and uh, Goonies. Oh, no, Gremlins. Gremlins, sorry. I've, <laughs> Similar. How many times have I done that? I don't think you have. Really? Oh, I don't done, know if you've thought it a million I, times. Oh, a million times, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> so Plane Trains and Automobiles. And, and if anything pops up for any movie we've done in 2022 or just whatever. I mean. I mean, Happy New Year, everybody. Just like, what do, what do you guys remember back Right. What's what's and your what's been, going next? I mean, we were just like referencing all kinds of stuff in the Gremlins episode. Just like this reminded us of this, of this, of this, of this. <laughs> so a lot of movie movie deep dives. And yes, and we have heard my voice was very loud in Gremlins, and I was very enthusiastic and talking <laughs> over Jenny, and she was just sort of a presence, and she's beautiful. But like, I was kind of running with it and i'm sorry gremlins is just that important to me it's that important but like let's be completely honest fams um you might have fallen asleep i was a little intoxicated <laughs> i mean we just there might have been a couple things i edited out where you woke up and said things that had nothing to do with the situation. nothing to do with it it was like total neurons firing so you know this this is a safe space. And I'm gonna try not to say so many f words as I did in the Gremlins episode. Oh, I didn't notice. I feel like oh. I'm I'm usually lead us in. I know in... you do, but I was going f bombs <laughs> left and right. You're so, so excited. I, I I was so excited. <laughs> I love Gremlins. <laughs> I love Bagwai. Sorry. So I'm prepared. Like I, you know, of course it's. It's, you know, it's the end of the year. There's been some drinking that has happened. There are assholes doing fireworks. Yeah, so sorry if that's like a thing, but I'm equipped with my San Pellegrino. There we go. It that- is 9.13, and I don't think we're going to make it till midnight. Oh, no, of course not. That's- I will make out with you if we do, but I don't think it's happening. <laughs> Who cares? <laughs> All right, kick us off. Planes, trains, and automobiles. I ask you to think of Thanksgiving bangers. Oh, like songs? No, 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 no. Like, there's only one Thanksgiving banger song. It's oh, oh, Rebecca oh, Black. Oh, yes, oh, oh. of course yeah, we know. Yeah, we're going to have a good time. No, it's the same uh, same producer as Rebecca Black, but it's not her. 
It's not Rebecca Black. No, it's, it's somebody same, else. Yeah, it's somebody else singing. But it's the same guy that directed the video and wrote oh, the songs and whatever. Oh, it's, it's some other pay to play. Exactly. Exactly. All right. All right. Like, like Daddy, make me a, a pop star. You know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but no Thanksgiving banger movies because we said it can't be Hallmark and it has to be a Thanksgiving banger because mm-hmm. Christmas has all sorts of right, of course great movies. I we I s- think that this is kind of it. Like because I, I feel like. You know, all of our podcast world, I have seen this movie done by every, everybody here so in the So should list. I keep my damn mouth shut? No, no, go ahead. Because I found a couple. All right. Pieces of April. Have you ever seen that? I have not. And why would you? Surprisingly good. It's, it's um, Katie Hudson. Kate K- Hudson? Kate Hudson? Okay. No, uh, Kate, the one that was married to Tom Cruise. Huh? The, the one, one that was married? Katie Holmes. Katie Holmes. Oh, okay. And she's got like punky red braidy oh, hair stuff okay. on the cover. I kind of know that that exists. Her mom is dying of cancer and that it's her mom's sucks. last Thanksgiving. But it's still, it, it's kind of fun. It, when it's fun, it's fun. It's like she's kind of, you know, failure, 20-something in crappy apartment who decided she's going to host Thanksgiving this year. It, got it's it. kind of fun. And okay. quirky cast of characters that live in the building. It, okay. it, it's, it's like if on Friends, if they decided, if they had like actual New, New York apartments and decided to invite their whole family over from their big houses. Okay. I mean, you wouldn't assume that, like, I guess maybe her name is April. Is that yes. the thing? Got yes. it. Okay. A little stretch. Adam's family values. We do celebrate okay, the first Thanksgiving. We do. We do. <laughs> yes, we burn this shit to the ground. Do, 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 do. <laughs> I'm sorry. I will do the family snapping for you. Oh, yeah. We discussed that in elementary school, in uh, kindergarten, that I got a unsatisfactory in snapping, <laughs> and I still can't snap. I got a needs improvement on skipping. I can skip like a mother now, but I, I, I still cannot snap. I cannot snap. My, my finger, I've, I've been in advanced... I've taken advanced contemporary harmonics classes, <laughs> but I still can't snap. All right. <laughs> Rubbing it in. Sorry. Scent of a Woman is kind of a Thanksgiving movie. Oh, is movie. it? Okay. I've never seen Scent of a Woman. I all, My favorite thing about Scent of a Woman is The Critic. <laughs> Where Chris O'Donnell is like, you should just go ahead and kill yourself. Like, nobody likes you. <laughs> it's like, But like, you'll miss my hoo-ha, my blind driving, my witty repartee, my hoo-ha. <laughs> Look, you already said that. Well, it, it, it's the only thing I know. <laughs> it's true. Okay. It does stand out. The ultimate Thanksgiving banger of all time. I was so happy that I Bated figured breath. this out. Okay. Son-in-law. Oh, I kind of was avoiding Polly Shore at that time. Really? Yeah. Oh, Have you seen Son-in-law? No. Oh, it is his masterpiece. Okay. Oh, my. Oh, we might have to... You may have some. Are we some, doing that on this podcast next you, year? You for might have points to prove. I, I mean, don't Tiffany know. Amber Thiessen is there. Oh, Tiffany Amber. Uh huh. Uh huh. I mean, who's the? Is it? Uh, what's her nuts? I don't know who you're asking about. I don't. It, it's it's a girl. It's not Carla Gugino. I don't think. I think she's in another one of those. I feel like it's the one that's in. Is it Gina Gershon? No, 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 no. It's the one that's in. Is it a mom Robin or Tunney, or maybe? a? Or a sister. I don't know. Who, I don't even know what character you're talking about. Like, like the girl. The girl. Oh, like the the bride. Not not a bride. It, they're like coming home for the uh, the first semester of college for Thanksgiving break. The movie's called Son in Law. Well, because the she's going back and her high school boyfriend is trying to claim her, and she's like, "Oh, I got married to the TA, or I'm, I'm engaged to the TA." 
Got it. Okay. But no, it's literally like, that's how, like, I've never seen this movie. I have no idea what the premise is other than gotcha. he's annoying and maybe he's a son-in-law. It, to me, it's he's like. He's like the 32-year-old TA like, that's like in his 13th year of college. To me, and it's like Meet the Fockers, him, but earlier. She brings him home just to basically put off her high school boyfriend. Got it. Okay, sorry. So yeah, so I've no I, I, so all of my son-in-law references are lost on you completely. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I mean, other unless you say some sort of weasel comment, I I know that you're talking about Polly Shore. Gotcha, 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 gotcha. So you wanted to know where this house is? Yes. Okay. I don't know if we should bleep this. It is a uh, two thirty Oxford Road in uh, Kenilworth, Illinois. <laughs> If it it's available a, to find, that it's available to find. It is a six-bedroom, four-bath, 3,500 square feet. Six bedrooms and 3,500 square feet. It's a little small. Built in about 1916. 1916? Yeah, it's an old-ass house. Last one up for uh, sale in 2005 for about $1.4 million. Estimated value about $1.9 now. I saw some pictures inside. The master bathroom is small. Well, 1916, of course it is. Okay, so here's where I'm curious because the, the, you're, you're talking about... It's not in the neighborhood of any of the... But you're talking about Steve Martin's house. Yes, yes, yes. Because I was listening to another podcast and I, I about it after we recorded because I didn't want to listen to anything until after we recorded. And they said the house was built for the movie. The sets were built for the movie. But like the, the interiors, the interiors of the house. The interiors of the house were built for the movie. And it was like cost s- about a hundred thousand dollars, and they set said them seven hundred thousand dollars. Everything that I've read has said not so much, but okay. we'll see what happens. I don't. know. All right, cool. And I do have the Canadian mounted by Mark Leslie, which the is definitive the making history of, of this movie. Right, we don't have the actual Canadian mounted, like the actual which novel. If, if you read the Canadian mounted by Mark Leslie, you find out it is a real book, mm-hmm. and there's a lot of effort into going to finding copies of it, and they are. Very hard to come by. But yeah, so we have basically the making of planes, trains, and automobiles. Okay, got it. All right. Uh, Steve Martin's watch. Yes. So we talked about that. Is uh, P-I-A-G-E-T. Is that Italian or is that French? Or... P-I-A-G-E-T. It sounds like a fancy sports car, so it makes me I think. I think it's Italian. Like Piaget? Piaget? Yeah, Piaget. Piaget. Yeah. It is Polo 8673. Retails for a about uh, $4,800 right now for okay. that model. So I don't know. I couldn't find like what it was worth then. That's still a lot of money. So that's the, the watch that he, after the <laughs> after the car caught on fire and they drove uh, in the demolished car to a motel. His wallet's been destroyed. So he has no credit cards. He has nothing to use. He uses this watch and maybe a little bit of cash he has. I don't remember. To get like basically like probably a. At the time, 1999, 1999 room. room, like a $4,000 watch. I mean, now, I mean, probably then I'm going to say $2,500 watch. I don't know, maybe it was worth more new back then. I, that, that's, I don't know. This is a used watch. Oh, okay. To, you know, 30, 40 years later. Oh, wow. So. Okay. So that, that does make a difference. It could have been, who knows. But yeah, that's crazy. That it's like that, that shows you the desperation that we're talking about, knowing that the when I diff- think about fine watches, though, I don't think of Italian, though. Which th- I don't really know. I don't. I, I think I, of Swiss. I mean, yeah. You think of Swiss. You think of Rolex. Which where are Rolex is made? Are they made in the U.S. or where are they made? Any idea? Um, I think Switzerland. Uh, I don't know. I mean, Rolex doesn't sound like a Swiss. No, type I, I of think watch, it's very but... much a Swiss thing. All right, cool. Um, uh, yeah, I have no idea. I don't. There was a moment when I was. I like, don't really care about watches. watches, and because I carry pocket watches pretty regularly, and I'm you know, like tourbillon mechanisms that help to. Uh, 
affect the or help to like negate the Coriolis effect, like the Earth <sighs> rotating around on an axis actually does affect clockwork. So, Interesting. Yeah, a tourbillon can maybe uh, keep that effect negligible, and you won't lose so much time over the course of a couple of decades. But Interesting. Yeah, like I, if I'm wearing a watch, I mean, I wear like a a smart Fitbit. Yeah, kind I, of thing. I have my Fitbit and my iPhone. It's for and... purposes. Yeah, if I'm wearing a watch, it probably doesn't work, and I'm just wearing it as a fashion accessory. <laughs> it probably stopped years ago. I don't know. I look pretty damn cool winding my pocket watch in public when I'm waiting for you <laughs> at the bathroom at a fancy restaurant. I've had many guys tell me you look pretty fucking cool. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad. I'm I'm glad that yeah. Because yeah, that's what it's for. I mean, we all really kind of women dress for women, and I guess men dress for men. I, I don't guess know. So. I don't know. I don't know. So Kevin Bacon's dick in his hair. Okay. There's none of it. None of the dick. Lots of hair. Right. My statement or my my thesis stands. You need to send me this graph, and we will post this graph. Can you punch up the graph a little bit? I don't know. It looks a little like. 2002 engineering school. All right, then email it to me okay. and I'll work on it. I'll email it. you the raw data and we'll see if maybe you know. <laughs> okay. It's been a long time since I've used Excel for anything other than crunching numbers. Okay. I haven't really done any presentations since about 2002. All right, I will, I will stretch those muscles. Okay. <laughs> I will do a pie graph about <laughs> – what is it? Of, a pie graph about your favorite bars and a bar, a bar graph, graph about, about your, your favorite, favorite pies. pies. Yes. <laughs> And about how much Cecilia is breaking your heart. <laughs> uh, hashtag uh, how I met your mother. We'll have to post this picture. I brought this up. Do you have any idea who this is? No. It's John Candy's two children. Oh. They are. Do they not look exactly kind of like him? I could see it. But yeah, I mean, they're not. Neither one of them is like spitting image, but like kind of them combined. Their powers combined. I could see it. Oh, that's precious. But yeah, he was married to the same woman since like 1979 till his death. Has two children who have grown up to both kind of be rich people who do acting and producing and directing. And yeah, so good for them. Like yeah, his, his family seems to be in the industry and doing very well for themselves. Great. So. That's awesome. <laughs> so the Canadian mounted. Yes. I actually found somebody else who is obsessed with this book. Okay. Do you have any idea if I'm just like telling you this is somebody who is an, a working actor right now. He is Canadian and he is maybe John Candy's biggest fan and he tries to work John Candy references into everything he does and he has a lot of kind of tongue-in-cheek slash wild out there roles. Ryan Reynolds. Exactly, yes. <laughs> Deadpool in both Deadpool 1 and Deadpool 2, I guess, has a scene where he's reading The Canadian Mounted. That makes complete sense. <laughs> complete sense. I, I had not seen that, but it's like, as you, yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, I, I will show you. We can post an image of Deadpool reading The Canadian Mounted. Perfect. <laughs> I'm so happy you got it. <laughs> So I think we've talked about this off mic, but uh, the cab driver, Doobie. Yes. Is the person that I thought was the weird swinger in 10. It's Mr. Heckles. Yes. He died. Yes. yes it, Mr. Heckles from 10s. Because like, we saw an episode the other day because you think about him just being the one or from 10s. I just said that. 10s and friends. Um, you know, just uh, using a broom to hit the ceiling. But he does some other really weird shit. Like he just he like steals a monkey. What do you like? Steals the monkey. He steals. He like steals uh, Chandler's new roommate. Like, and 
very very early on he's like no i'm chandler's new roommate and he just goes in the apartment and she's in the apartment and he loses his roommate and then it winds up having to be joey because joey was like second <laughs> second choice so th- some pivotal important stuff happened because of mr heckles yeah his uh, name is larry hankin he was an original member of uh, sctv okay and I guess it's just sort of a writer and actually illustrator was where he got his start. Oh, cool. So I guess very Terry Gilliam like he got to start kind of okay. doing the cartoons and then started writing and has just been sort of a working actor for about 50 years doing that weird looking disheveled guy <laughs> <laughs> and has done pretty well for himself. Well, cool. So I guess he and John Kenny probably were knew each other really well being SCTV. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Um. So we started talking about the dive motel when we were seeing all these roadside motels. Yes. If you ever have a chance to get, we will post a link. I, I need you, babe, babe, babe. I need you to post a link to the dive motel. 2023, y'all. I was trying really hard. I feel like I have some sort of strange, like, adult ADHD and it's just <laughs> gone from my brain. It is this amazing hotel in Nashville. It is a 70s roadside pool motel. Every room is completely renovated. Shag carpeting, wood paneling, crazy Every room conversation has a disco pits, ball. hot tubs, disco balls, the party switch that turns the disco ball on. It is one of the greatest just roadside attractions on the planet. And I've actually gotten really kind of deep on a an, another group called A Pretty Cool Hotel Tour. We should probably link them to. Okay. And they just sort of drive around the country looking for these kind of just roadside roach motel, love motel things with interesting and unusual histories. So just... That really set me off on a, on a thing that I'm, <laughs> I, I do normally. I'm very interested in kind of Americana. But yeah, this movie definitely set me off on roadside attractions. They really didn't. I guess it was tight. You know, They're like trying to make a deadline. But it does seem like and maybe some of the stuff that was left on the cutting room floor was them maybe visiting some roadside attractions that Steve Martin was probably not about. <laughs> If this sucks, we'll cut it. But I have on here, like, you're talking about winning a snowmobile on The Price is Right or whatever. Like, like, walk me through your progress or your, your process, your mental. Like, walk me through what's going through your head. If you come home on a Thursday and there's a snowmobile in the garage. Um, well, first of all, I pro- it's a good possibility that I would not immediately notice it. I'm carrying so many bags. <laughs> Um, and things when I'm coming out of the car. So it'd be like the next morning when I'd you're going like, to your car. I was like, what? 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 Did I see that? Was that there? And like, yeah, tur- like leaving in the morning and I still have all those bags again, just like walking out like, um, you, you maybe you have a project or a trip plan. Like, I'm not going to ask because I'm not going to ruin a surprise. Like, that's kind of where I probably am. I'm like, you're going to tell me when you're ready to tell me. <laughs> There's probably some big run up here and I'm just going to basically file it away and forget it until you're ready to talk about whatever it is okay so what about if it was a camel a camel's different um for a couple reasons i mean it's taller you'd probably see it i probably see it it's probably making some noise it may have spit at me um which is problematic um i'm gonna make sure like i'm gonna be worried that it's gonna get fed like all of those kind of things like you know, it's going to become part of the rounds, I guess. I'm like, okay, we got to start factoring in. we got to feed, feed the damn camel. Feed the cats. 
uh, do this. Like, there's a camel. Like, <laughs> how do you, like, I'm probably going to, like, scroll through my phone real quick about camels. I mean, I don't really know. Like, where does a camel come into play versus a snowmobile? I was just trying to think of, like, you just like, modes of trans- transportation. Mo- like, things if you opened up the garage and there was one in there, like, what would you, I probably what would would just, you roll like, your eyes on the most? I probably would just close the garage. <laughs> And use the front door. But you can't go to your parents. That, 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 see, that's the thing. Like, you can't go to your parents. No, no, no. I would Because <laughs> there's going to be something crazier there. But it's like, this is should be contained. I'm just going <laughs> to close the garage door again. <laughs> You're like, text me. Like, like, grab all the cats. I'm coming in the front door. Like, what's happening? Yeah. <laughs> and then I said, like, what if it was a motorcycle? But I don't think a motorcycle would be as... I think, I think you'd just be angry about that. I probably would be. Like, oh, fuck. Like what? What rabbit hole did you go down that made you think that this was a good idea? <laughs> like who did you, who did you start chatting with that made you con- that convinced you? And in fact, but now I know uh, because now our b- brother in law has a motorcycle. I don't know where that came from or who approved that. But uh, like, oh, but man. we have talked about what I've bought that I bought for my brother in law. Right, I bought an estate sale. A just boxes and boxes of vintage motorcycle magazines that I was going to give him for Christmas. And I get them opened up and there's just like full of topless ladies. <laughs> yeah. Like, and like he's got little kids and like a wife that is way more conservative than we are. Yes. Like I just don't think that's going to go good. But then I start looking at the address labels on the magazines. They were mailed to this lady in the 80s and 90s. And I find her grave in her obituary and her husband who actually he married again and he just passed away at like 93 a couple of months ago. And he just reading his obituary. He just seems like a really amazing and lovely guy. So it was like probably his kids or his like grandkids that were like that like just sold these. Sold it. It's like he's just this, just this beautiful guy that just like like to tinker, like to go into his garage. He, you know, had his wife that he loved until she passed away from cancer very young and you know, married again. Their, their two families merged together. They've He's got like 17 grandchildren and I have all of his porn now. So <laughs> I don't exactly know what to do with it. I feel like maybe we... Like, we may- can't throw it away. No. If, if can't can't. Th- like, he, he spent a lifetime collecting all this porn. He did. I need to like, just a, text some of my people that ride motorcycles. It's softcore. It's not, it's not like, you know, topless ladies. It, that's not... No, no, no. no. Like, topless ladies shouldn't even really be... We're not going to get political, but... No, no. But that that's a time and a time stamp and, yeah. Um, But if I... Yeah, if I open the garage door and there was a motorcycle, I'd be like... <sighs> What, what, what are we working through right now? <laughs> like, all right. All right. Like, let's get to the bottom of what's actually bothering you. So I'm going to walk into the garage. I'm going to grab a bottle of bourbon from the plentiful shelves of bourbon that are in the garage and come inside and like, all right, tell me what's going on. <laughs> you know me so well. <laughs> So changing the subject a little, we talked about uh, helium voice ball shot. Yes. Where does that come from? Like originally, like where we like when you get hit in the balls, you're gonna your voice is gonna go up. Yes, I looked up a bunch of vintage medical textbooks. That's not a thing. The only thing I can find is that severe um, enteric pain can cause diaphragm spasms. But that's more like really punching someone in the solar plexus. That makes more sense. Like that it, in the balls, right? I mean, is it from the idea of like a castrati? That 
What is the next thing I have written down? Well, you're speaking to a formal music major. That yes. was part of musical history. That but we yes, that, that, yes. So, so, but that's someone who never was allowed to mature. Their vocal cords right. never changed. Yes, they were children yes. when they were disfigured. Exactly, exactly. So, right. Uh, yeah, so that's, it's not a thing. All right. It's just a trope. It's a trope for a trope's sake. And I don't like it. No, I'm not a fan of it. I don't feel like we see it quite as much, but... I feel like in the 80s and... You're not a guy in the 80s and 90s. It was a total thing. Maybe it was, but we don't have as much of those comedies. Like, I mean, with Jetta Patow kind of... That's true. Then it's just like semen everywhere. Like, nobody's like getting hit in the balls. It's just Not like people, so much. Ever since I mean, there's something about Mary, it's just where can we get semen? <laughs> Gross. That Sorry, but that's what that's the way it is. I maybe so, but even then, I don't feel like we really have like gross out comedies the way that we have in the past. So, moving on. <laughs> you wanted to know what is the most sold car to old ladies in 2022? Oh yeah, okay. I don't think you're gonna love this list. It's gonna be my car is gonna be on this list. No, it's not. But uh, the Subaru Legacy, the Toyota Camry, the Nissan Altima, and the Honda CRV. That I don't tracks. feel like there's anything really like they, they don't make old lady boats anymore. They don't. But think of the old ladies that we know. I know an Altima. I know a CRV. Um, the Camry. Camry is like timeless. Mm-hmm. Camry is kind of. Yeah. Anybody can drive a Camry. <laughs> I don't even know what a Subaru Legacy is, but you don't have to worry about it. Yeah. It's fine. It just I was so underwhelmed by that list. It's just like boring. It's like, just, okay. I mean, cars are just sort of cars now. They really are. And people aren't really dry. Like, we've, we've gone through a huge shift because, I mean, people stopped driving cars and everybody's driving SUVs. And then with the pandemic and supply and gas prices. Now we're just driving whatever the hell we can find. Right. Exactly. Like, I think the shift, yeah, there's just been a ton of, like, bigger cars on the lot. So you were trying to buy a car, you know, not that long ago and it was impossible to find. No, I just bought the only car I could find and it was a lot more expensive than I wanted and it was a lot more horsepower than I wanted, but boy, I like it. (laughs) I know. I feel like you're like kind of secretly like love it, but then also are like, I I didn't know that I was this kind of car guy. (laughs) I mean, when everyone asks, you know, how you like your car, I'm like, well, it, you know, it definitely makes you look like a guy who cares about cars. <laughs> I definitely like put it in. Well, not right now because sorry, Liberty Mutual, if you're listening, but we're we're having a three month trial of examining our driving habits. But as soon as that's over, we're putting that thing back in sport mode and uh, cranking it up. Next time I got you in the car, <laughs> I don't know why. I just assume that revving a muscle car is going to get you going. Nothing about our relationship. Nothing about any... I've known you for... A long time. Almost 30 years, and nothing about you streams like, get a fast car, she'll get turned on. No, I mean... I mean, I am... We are embarking on a new phase of life, I suppose. (laughs) (laughs) Who knows what's going to happen now? (laughs) I mean, appreciate you attempting to keep it interesting. Oh, thank you. Thank you. (laughs) I just... Think I probably look like Borat at the car <laughs> lot trying to ask for the car that has a pussy magnet. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> so we talked a lot about where they were 102 miles to Chicago. Right. And they, it's like three days for them to get that 102 yes. miles. Yes. So I looked up because I was really curious. There's a scene 
where two guys are 106 miles from Chicago. There's a scene in this movie? Not in this movie, in another famous okay. movie, but that is a plot point. We are 106 miles from Chicago. Oh, yes. We have a full tank of gas, half a pag of cigarettes. It's, it's dark, dark outside, outside and, and we're, we're wearing, wearing sunglasses. sunglasses. Hit it. Hit it. <laughs> so, yeah, they are less far from Chicago than the Blues Brothers are. <laughs> and they make like seven stops at hotels. and It's wild. Yeah. Get their car impounded by Mounties. And <laughs> After it's been burned to death. Yes. It's just, it's, yeah. So, yeah, I, I'm absolutely calling both. They could have bought, they could have like hired a camel to take them to Chicago and they would have been fine. I mean, could it have been that, I mean, wasn't the original first cut of this a lot longer? Yes, 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 yes. So maybe there was something left that we missed. That Possibly. like meant that they traveled farther in the, in the wrong way. I think if this movie had been any longer, I would have, I would have lost me 100%. Yeah, it, they this really, short. they really kept it, they cut it down appropriately tight. Yeah. Sometimes, some guys, sometimes what ends up on the editing room floor should have been there. But maybe that's why. Maybe like some of the continuity of the mileage was left on the cutting yeah, room floor. Good, good point. Good point. You said, is that a Lawrence when they get home and there's little babies all around? Yes. It is Matthew Lawrence. Matthew Lawrence. I think I might have said Joey Lawrence, but Matthew Lawrence. Okay. Little baby, baby banged uh, Matthew Lawrence. <laughs> they definitely had a lot of bangs. So I scribbled this out, which probably means I shouldn't talk about it, but. I did totally fail. I was going to have mini bottles of hooch and taco flavored Doritos for us to do <laughs> while we were recording. <laughs> yeah, I don't think scribbling out and writing fail. I think that's supposed to mean I just move on to the next thing and then I like actually mention how I didn't do it. I mean, who knows? We, we, could, we could revisit this. <laughs> the last thing I wrote is our trip back from Cancun. We had almost a. We kind of did. We kind moment. of did. Oh wow! Are we gonna get into it? Or? I mean, I mean, we can just give the the cliff notes version. Cliff notes. So twelve hour delay. Yes. So twelve hours at the Cancun airport. We're in the air. Why do we land somewhere not where FAA thinks we're landing? Because customs and Nashville closes very early, so we have to land in Atlanta. So basically, we're a flight. We're we're a no man flight. It doesn't exist. Um. That concerns me a little bit because they had given out a few boarding passes while we were in Mexico, but the printer died. And I was like, we should talk to the desk when we land. And we go talk to the lady at the desk. It's like the middle of the night. It, it's 3.30 by this point. one person. They have, we've deplaned. Yes. And they have put us on a bus. Uh-huh. And we've driven 15 miles through Atlanta because of the way Atlanta airport is set up. Right. And so we've gotten back off of a bus, back onto an airport. And the lady's like, oh, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. We the the tower knows. The tower knows. We go to security. So it's we, not fine. Spoiler we're alert. TSA. And TSA at 3.30 in the morning when there's no other fucking things going on, got a lot of power and got to express that power. We have a plane full of people a whole full plane of the same people going the same place, coming from the same place. And they want to like detain everybody um, because we don't have like documentation appropriately. Like there's nobody, nobody from the plane, nobody from the airline to like kind of, you know, and I almost, I do not make waves, (laughs) but I, I hope this doesn't affect us the next time we fly, but fuck you, TSA. Like, I made I mean, some waves. And then I made so much waves that lady at the desk 
got the vibe and she came and told them what the fuck was up. <laughs> and they're like, we're sorry, Doris. We're sorry. We won't do it again. And we all got to go through. I mean, this was the one time that, well, we did book our flights really late. And so the cost between a regular a uh, regular flight and business class flight was not that different. It was less than the cost of checking baggage. So we upgraded. The only time we've upgraded a business class in our fucking, which, which meant we did get to get on the flight, like back on the flight sooner than everybody else. And I could have a drink and terrible, terrible food. But I was like, I am eating and drinking everything that's on this fucking plane. <laughs> I am drinking doer scotch from a glass. I don't care. We're going to do it. It's, it's terrible food because it's salty, so you could taste it at high elevation. I don't care. <laughs> don't care one bit. I'm going to use all these vouchers that they give us at the airport, and we're going to eat at Guy Fieri's restaurant. We're going to eat at Margaritaville. I'm going to buy excess packaged goods from Starbucks that I don't even want because we have a voucher. We're using our vouchers. <laughs> we went to Flavortown. We did. <laughs> and we lived to tell about it. You know what, though, Guy Fieri? His little French fry thing of Robert game is on point. It really is. It's like waffle fries and French fries and it's, wedges and curly fries. And curly fries. And it's like every type of fry you, you don't can have imagine. To, you don't have to think that maybe you chose wrong. You get everything. You get it all. You get, and, and in portion sizes well beyond what's appropriate for a human. Respect. Way to go, Guy Fieri. Like, Respect. Like, I, I don't like your shirts. I don't like your head. I don't like your cars. But your fry game is on point. And it was exactly what we needed <laughs> in Mexico when our flight was nowhere to be accounted for. <laughs> moving on. Yes, 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 yes. Um, so moving on to gremlins. Yes. So I mentioned that I had the toys that grew in the water. Yes. Gross. Yeah. Those are always, I mean, I had plenty of those like other kinds. They're, they're gross and spongy. <laughs> I don't think those exist anymore. I, I've looked everywhere. I've found dozens of the little containers, little pods. Mm-hmm. Those can't last. No, like those, those break down over 40 years. Absolutely I'm sure. have to. They actually were pulled off shelves after a couple of people choked on them though. <laughs> oh no. That's parental problems. That's not edible. <laughs> And if you put it in your mouth, it's going to grow. Exactly. You swallow it and it grows. Exactly. That's problematic. (laughs) Next thing I have is Christmas was hell. We've talked about that already. We did. Yeah. Christmas was hell. We did. Sorry, guys. Like, yeah. We really started out this month strong and we're finishing it barely alive. We love you guys and we hope everybody's doing well. I made scones. And they were amazing. And you're sorry. Can we? One of our families <laughs> still managed to ruin the scones, ruin everything. I made scones in an internet popular Little Debbie cake dip, y'all. Y'all, it it, it was amazing and also an artery issue. I made it four. I did make it four times. But because it's a it's it's a novelty and everyone's talking about it. It literally had a party last night and people were eating it and going crazy over it. But, but anyway. cheers to the party last night. It was a white elephant gift for stuff that you got for Christmas that you didn't want. Best white elephant concept ever. It was great. We had a blast. So you ask about Goonies and where Feldman kind of. Right. The whole like time frame. Yeah. Feldman is a child in this movie. And yes. he is like a smart ass teenager in Goonies. 
barely. He's a he's not a teenager. He's a smart ass nine year old, eight year old, maybe. I don't know. In this movie, in Goonies, but that's not a teenager. A nine or nine or ten year old, and is no. I was gonna say twelve max, and that's not a teenager. Every teenager feel every twelve year old feels like they're a teenager that they're not. I don't know. Uh, This movie wrapped on June eighth of eighty four. Filming started on Goonies on October 22nd. Okay, so how old was he? I have not looked, but like three and a half months in between the two. So, no time. So, we did say that is Goonies or Gremlins 3 happening? It looks like it might, but what we do know is coming in 2023, when, when you guys hear this, it's going to be 2023, is The Secrets of the Mogwai on HBO Max, an animated gizmo cartoon. Yes, please. More of that. More of that. So, any, 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 when was Feldman attached? uh, He was born in 71. 71. Oh, man. So he was was 13. 13. He does not look 13 in this movie. No. He definitely looks 13 in. In Goonies, but not in this. Yeah, I don't know. I think he looks 13 in I don't know when Stand By Me falls in all of this. I think Stand By Me might be earlier. He seems baby, baby in, in, in Stand By Me. So we have uh, Rockin' Ricky Radio. Yeah. That is uh, Don Steele. I guess he was one of the most popular DJs in LA for like 40 years. That makes sense. Yeah, so good just for a, him. Just a little bit. Probably a cameo that, like, L- yeah, the L.A. people would understand. And you did see that you've never seen a Volkswagen Beetle ever, like, in the last, like, 20 years. And then we're coming home from one of our family's Christmas gatherings, and there's a Volkswagen Beetle just driving right beside right, us. Right, like, like, like an authentic one. one. Yeah, yes. I hadn't seen one in forever. It's been a long, long time. I mean, it, Pretty much, I had a friend in college that had one, but then that was also right about the time that they resurged and they had the the more modern ones that mm. came with the the flowers and the <laughs> the the vase for every single one. So we were talking about the three rules of the Mogwai, right? And I actually found some interesting stuff about the cultural significance of the three rules. Okay, uh, the natural life cycle of the gremlin. Um, the Mogwai are nocturnal. These are like, you know, Chinese demons. Right. And they reproduce during the wet season. Okay. That, that everything's kind of tracking right now. Mm-hmm. The thing I've looked, I've read a lot of commentary on this. And basically, I think what the general consensus critically is of this is that the gremlin is sort of the natural expression of the Mogwai. Okay. And that Gizmo is someone who, through training and taming and years and decades and centuries of care and nurture and, and training, has, has turned into something different. Interesting. Which is why everything that comes from him is a demon, basically. Okay, that makes sense. That's yeah, that's an interesting concept. I think it's extra, like that, that explains everything. It really does. Like why someone else can't have them, why someone else can't be trusted. Why? It's yeah. because this old Chinese man has spent his entire, entire life, life. Maybe even generations. Genera- of trying to tame this demon and turning it into something so adorable. But it's, its natural condition is something so terrifying. I like it. 
So Fast Times, two years before this, 1982. Okay, so this is a a reunion of Phoebe Cates. So Judge Reinhold has been whacking it in the poolside bathroom over Phoebe Cates for a bunch of years now. That just makes this the whole lens on this very, very uncomfortable. Hey, Brad. Sorry. I mean, maybe it's a continuation of Brad. I mean, he graduates. He's no longer working at the pirate fish restaurant or whatever. And he's like a real low level bank employee who thinks he's important. We might do fast times at some point. But like his his like mental image of that. See, like he's got a very detailed (laughs) Because I mean, that's where like Phoebe Cates like jumps out of the pool with the red bikini and like uh-huh. whips it off or whatever. Like, like he's really got like like, like every man is good at imagining what a lady's got under there, oh. but he's he's pretty accurate. <laughs> got it, got it. And so then you spend like ten minutes trashing Judge Reinhold. <laughs> I mean, he's fine. At twenty three minutes in, you say anything he does, he's kind of not the best. Is that wrong? I think he's the best judge Reinhold has ever been. Sure. <laughs> sure. He can get he can get the the annual award for being the best judge Reinhold. Just like what uh Larry Kazin and R.L. Stein get awards every year for being <laughs> the best R.L. Stein and Larry Kazin. Wasn't there like one year that Larry Kazin didn't we talk about that? A year that Larry Kazin didn't, didn't win the Larry Kazin right. award. <laughs> exactly. So Judge Reinhold, watch out. You could lose. You could lose Who that designation. Would get the Judge Reinhold Award in a year? Ooh. Like Andrew McCarthy. I mean, but okay, are we talking about back then or are we talking about now? Because I mean, I'm assuming. What's he doing now? I'm I don't not talking know, about I, back then. I, but I'm assuming he's like still running Judge Reinhold champion. I, I mean, I mean, um, like Tom Cruise, the no. the winner one year. Or we're talking about award for just middle of the road. We're not talking about someone who's got, like, a ton of charisma. But, like, Anthony Michael Hall could have won it one year. I don't know. I feel like Anthony Michael Hall is more charismatic. I feel like maybe um, – what's the other uh, – uh, crap. The other guy in um, Bernie, not uh, Andrew McCarthy, but um, Silverman. Jonathan Silverman? Yeah. Did he win the, the- – yeah. <laughs> I'm calling it, yes. I mean, was there a year where maybe Iron Man won – could be but he was on drugs so i don't really know i don't know that time frame for him as much gotcha but he could have yes so then moving straight into we like really tangented it off into the george reeves superman we did yes so george reeves was found one gunshot wound to the head in a locked room he had no gsr gunshot residue on his hand but gunshot residue was not something that was normally tested for in 59. So that's that, – we yeah. don't know if that's relevant or not. Right. And no fingerprints on the gun. I've listened to – I know at least one podcast that has covered this or gotcha, talked about gotcha. it. Gotcha, Yeah, there was like a weird fight. There might have been some weird kind of swinging going on. Mm-hmm. Three shots fired. Two of them are in the floor. One of them is in the ceiling. All from that gun. Only one casing is found. He's laying on the casing. Interesting. Yeah, that doesn't really seem to add up quite so much. And no sign of forced entry or any forensic evidence of anyone else being in the room. So I 
I, I feel like if that had happened today, we would know the answer. I just don't think there's I think enough. so. But I mean, I think there were three other people in the house. Mm-hmm. I think if I'm remembering correctly, like, you know, maybe his wife or uh, a significant other and another couple, mm-hmm. I think. I, th- I think you're correct. Yes. Um. So, you know, the possibility of collusion and conspiracy is very high, but I have no idea. So I'm not throwing shade on anybody and anybody's remaining family. So sorry. <laughs> so I did look up some of the episodes and the mole men uh-huh. now freak me out as much as they freak out your Aren't sister. Aren't they weird? They are weird. Yeah. They, like, like, they don't need the, those heads. The no, heads. they come out of the ground. And, <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> like this guy in his head is the theme of our podcast. There's like three of them in their head. Yeah, they're they're really creepy. Yes. So I am as scared of them as your sister. Well, you can share that with her and yeah, she'll feel justified. <laughs> and the one that I was talking about was the town that wasn't. The town that wasn't like a very corrupt town. Yeah, like, like criminals that set up a town and, and set up a speed trap or whatever. Oh, okay. Yeah. Twilight Zone, the movie. We talked about there's a gremlin. Yeah, the gremlins. Mm-hmm. In the Twilight Zone movie. Yeah. Not directed. By Joe Dante. Okay. You, that, you thought that maybe, and you were going to be mad if it was. I was. I was. It was uh, directed by uh, George Miller. Do you know George Miller? Oh, You yeah, know George Sin Miller. City, right? No. No, that's Frank Miller who wrote uh, Sin City uh, and then Robert Rodriguez who directed. Okay. George Miller is one of the greatest achievements in lifetime directing, I would say. He gave us, you know, movies that were really big very recently and movies were were very big then and very disparate types of movies. He gave us Mad Max, Babe, and Happy Feet. He has an existential crisis. I mean, this is a guy who directed Mad Max Fury Road, which was his first movie in like 10 years. And it was frigging awesome. It was awesome. And And it won us a Halloween costume contest. I know. Maybe we should post that. (laughs) we'll, We'll contemplate that. The next thing I have is just you saying the phrase, force your joy on other people for caroling. And that's. <laughs> I really kind of is, though. I mean, and this is coming from someone who, like, I was a choir kid. You know, I would go, we would go on bus trips to choir stuff. And we would sing and everybody would sing together. And it was obnoxious. I mean, <laughs> I recognize now, like, I hate it when people sing in public. Like, not so much like an organized sing in public now, but if, like, I used to work with someone in an office that would just randomly break into song, and it really, really bothered me. I was like, you didn't ask if this is what we wanted right now. So- and we've discussed this entire podcast comes from a conservative and religious upbringing and our right. dealing with who we are now in that and in what was forbidden from us and in what was beneficial, what was not beneficial, and, and what that means and I did read a commentary by a, a Jewish scholar on the New Testament here recently who said that uh, everything you think about sin is wrong, that sin is a conscious impediment or conscious disruption to shalom or just peace. Peace. And then I think of the way I was brought up to like shove your stuff, <laughs> you know, like shove your peace on everybody. <laughs> yes. And yeah, this is the, the same concept for sure. Yeah. It's it's aggressive. <laughs> it's aggressive love. Like, take my piece. Take my piece. You won't do need it. You will die without it. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> so, like, that's a real tangent from that. But 
we get to the scene in the bar where the gremlins are going nuts and yeah. wearing sunglasses inside and flashing and playing poker and that we've said is potentially stereotypical and we're just gonna say that if that's the intention or if anybody was hurt by that that not cool correct but we're not really the people that can make that determination no we didn't write it and we didn't um we weren't adults at the time to be able to like place it fully in the moment right but what i can say is phoebe cates is a fucking excellent bartender she really she is, is slinging drinks and keeping them pacified pretty well she really is yeah she's getting it done I, we've bellied up to a bar a few times in the last couple of months and it's been a minute before anybody's acknowledged she like, keeps it moving i feel like we we look rich we might not look intimidating but we look rich and like y- you want to give me a drink <laughs> sorry uh sorry we're just Bar privilege. Sorry. Sorry. Whatever. <laughs> I might not be physically attractive or contain what most people would consider a fully functional brain. <laughs> That's a quote, isn't it's it? It's uh, Clint Howard from The Water Boy. Got it. Like, Re- really? Might... Okay. It was... yeah, like, the good Lord might not have blessed me with looks or charisma or a fully functional brain. <laughs> It feels weird that that would be something that I would immediately be like, that's a movie quote that I remember like, oh, yeah, Clint Howard from The Water Boy. <laughs> I mean, MTV retired the Lifetime Achievement Award when Clint Howard won it. I think they gave it to what Godzilla and Jason and Freddy Krueger and then Clint Howard won it. And he was like crying up there talking about how much it meant to him and how important it was to, to be recognized for what he's done for cinema and how like it might not be the most conventional method towards acting, but he's like given his all to this business for 30 years. And, and they're like, we can never do this again. No, we can't. We cannot ruin this man's life. <laughs> I appreciate that the assholes at MTV, because that would have been right around like what, late 90s, early 2000s, when MTV was full of assholes who just wanted to ruin people's lives. Exactly. I mean, like that's, the award had previously been, like I said, like being given to like Godzilla. And, right. And, yeah. Yeah, at least I appreciate that they, like, read the room. Right. Like, everybody is having a moment. Like, everybody is living this guy's triumph right now. <laughs> and it, it, he deserves it. He really does. He's Yeah, he is. Like, I'm Ash- not trying to say that, like, they were picking on him and he would, like, no, no, no. Like, he deserves He really is. He's, he's not- 100% the MTV generation. He's a national treasure. He was in everything. I mean... There are some maybe maybe Polly Shore should win one if we're gonna get into that. But yeah, there are some people who have, you know, maybe uh, Mike Myers would be maybe except for like they were in vehicles that were their own vehicles. I guess Clint I Howard guess. has always just shown up as an and, excellent and his job. character actor supporting yeah. Sam Elliott. Ooh, Lifetime achievement. That's interesting. I think he actually got nominated for real Oscars after a Star Is Born. So maybe not. I don't know. I mean. Roadhouse is coming off of uh, Amazon Prime tomorrow. <sighs> I know. I'm sorry, babe. I know that's your, like, <laughs> your, your noise on Fridays. It is. It is. So Hoyt Axton, the actor. Which who one? Who plays uh, Brand Peltzer, the dad. Got it. Yes. Or not, I don't know. But um, no, um, Rand. Rand Peltzer. Yeah. I don't know. Some, some. Yeah. Yeah, some weird libertarian nonsense. But uh, we talked a little bit about him 
off mic, his mom wrote Heartbreak Hotel. Yes, 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 yes. That's amazing. Like, he's really not kind of known in the circles he's in as being an actor. He's He's a songwriter. He wrote Joy to the World by Three Dog Night. So that Jeremiah was a bullfrog. And the original thing was Jeremiah was a prophet. And Three Dog Night thought, like, it doesn't really, whatever. Doesn't read quite the same. And so they're just trying to come up with two syllable words. I mean, bullfrog, sure. Cool. It plays. I will remember that for the rest of my life. Oh, yeah. I mean, that was a song as a kid. Like, I knew the words to that song as a kid. But yeah, like that's that's amazing. Yeah, like I wonder how he found his way there. I, I have no. He does idea. have a lovely voice. He does. He does. Yes. yes. And I also wrote that I was today years old, and I actually wrote this today when I realized how much of a problem it was when Gizmo was driving the remote control car because it would not <laughs> respond to no. the steering wheel. <laughs> this is true. This is true. I'm sorry that your suspension of disbelief has been... I am 42 years old. (laughs) I saw this movie for the first time when I think we figured I was four when we did the math. And so, yes, I have done this movie for 38 years. And it today dawned on me (laughs) that he would not have been able to do... Barring it like Mogwai's and Gremlins. Like, right, no, just like just the, the whole physics essence of how the of car would control. drive. I wanted the car one from Hardee's, but they didn't have any more. So I got the one at the movie theater. And he would not have even been able to drive the nope, car. Nope, sorry. You're right. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry that... I don't know if it's that it took that long or that you just even realized it at all. I'm sorry. <laughs> I think I think it's I'm sorry that that I realized it all. Yeah, we did say... I think I've mentioned earlier, but here's where it is in my notes that Christmas, it's a time where I try to figure out how not to make people mad at me. <laughs> and I think we flunked bum, 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 big. Bum. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're running long. I'm going right. to steam through some of this stuff. Kay. So uh, Playboy, June 1984. I actually looked up, I was trying to look up like, I've hit a lot of Playboy. Are there any other men's magazines? And like, I don't think I want to look up Hustler. It seems kind of gross. Well, like, June of 1984, Hustler magazine is all about prison reform and how horrible the conditions of prison are and how we're, like, headed towards a disaster in the criminal justice system if we don't make immediate and, like, important strides in So did fixing... Hustler have, like, hard-hitting articles? I, apparently, yeah. And, and just Playboy had jokes from Ross and Chandler? No, I think Playboy had some pretty great sci-fi and interviews. And yeah, I think... it, but, th- yeah, it seems like more, like, interviews... Right. Fiction. I think from what I've read that that uh, Penthouse Magazine actually was more like investigative journalism. Interesting. And that okay. Hustler was like lots of satire and political commentary. Huh. Okay. But I don't really, I don't want to start deep diving Hustler. That's okay. That's okay. But, but yeah, like it just happened across an article that was like, yeah, like this 84 Hustler June was like basically predicted the entire drug policy crisis and prison crisis that we have. <laughs> years later I don't feel like we should give Larry Flint that credit I feel like someone else was really like steering that probably probably but in Playboy we have um, the Windsor Canadian Whiskey beat Seagram's VO in a Canadian <laughs> Whiskey taste test ah. <laughs> like garbage wins against garbage <laughs> we have Ronald Reagan in Star Wars and not oh, being real right. oh an idiot we have Jesse Jackson can't stop saying racial slurs <laughs> 
He might have been president. It's crazy. Will it's as, <laughs> it's as bad of a racial slur. The stuff he uses is as bad as racial slurs could have been against him. But his referring to New York as Jaime Town, like That's how do you? He would have been president if he hadn't done that. That's. It's well, but he wasn't. We can't. No, it, it happened. We're, we don't. We don't have a time machine, even though there's a time machine in this movie. You're right, but like, um, he didn't stop doing it after. Like that's the stop. <laughs> I don't think Jesse Jackson should have been president, but well, it wasn't a time where really people felt like felt like they need to really correct themselves. So. I guess. I guess. I don't. They know. just who, uh, were who they were. But we've got so many wild camcorders. And none of the camcorders have the camera like, or the, the tape actually in the machine. It's all like you have to plug it in. The bag or whatever yes, it is. Yes, yes. That's what my dad had. <laughs> you like pull the VCR off of the stand <laughs> and put it in a shoulder bag and carry it with you. Yes. No Who wonder would've... people had so many shoulder replacements. <laughs> <laughs> we have an article, Skank or Die. And it's that punk isn't dead. It just oh, went to the suburbs. Skanking. Like dancing yes. skanking. I love skanking. <laughs> We're just talking about like punk just moving off into the suburbs. And now kids in rural areas are angry. And yeah, it fits. Yeah, that's, that's kind of That's kind of the world we grew up in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Playmate, playmate of the month, Trisha Lang. Uh, she is still alive. Great. Uh, she pretty much vanished from the public eye after this. So I don't know a whole lot about her or where she's, what she's doing now. But I did find uh, Rick and Morty, the super popular girl with huge breasts at the kids' schools. I don't think I've seen that episode. It's several episodes. I don't know if you have seen okay. that. But yeah, her name is uh, Trisha Lang. Interesting. Okay. Somebody's like, I remember that. <laughs> I mean, she has quite large breasts. <laughs> Someone, yeah, someone's working through some stuff. <laughs> There's a 20 questions with Siskel and Ebert. And question one is review each other, Ooh. which is great. We, I don't know if we should post it. Or it's 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 a lot of words. I'm not actually going to read it, but yeah, it is. Siskel saying Ebert like loves to hold court, loves to whatever, but can be a bit pretentious. And Ebert saying that Siskel is two people. There's the professional and the and the family or the whatever the the personal man. Like I love to hang out with the family man. The professional can be a bit pretentious. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Question two is, what's the best fat joke slash bald joke you've ever heard about each other? Wow. Inter- <laughs> that really changes tones quite a bit. It does. It does. Um, we've got Barbara Edwards, the playmate of the year from the previous year. She is still alive, too. Yay! I, like, two ladies still alive. Two topless ladies that are still alive. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, she was in Malibu Express. We've talked about that in this podcast. I think there's a how did this get made on that? I think um, other playmates of the month slash year have been in that movie. I feel like they did Hard Ticket to Hawaii. Is that the same? Same. same yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, whatever. Enemy Gold with uh, Eric Estrada. My favorite of them, The Dallas Connection. Mm-hmm. Yes, uh, with with Samantha Phillips, uh, sex sexologist Samantha Phillips. But uh, yeah, I I have a huge soft spot for the films of Andy Sedaris the how I've never seen a series of like 13 movies or whatever that have so many somebody is working out gets a call to do something and then has to change clothes or somebody is whatever <laughs> like we see so many people change like 
the the changing of the clothes in this. <laughs> uh, yeah, there's usually everybody has to change clothes in movies, but usually it's but just you done don't off screen. See it right, unless it's incredibly important to the plot. Yeah, you don't usually see it. Yeah, that, that is pretty much the whole concept of the first 30 minutes of this movie. If someone is doing something, gets a call, they need to go and spring into action and go assassinate somebody and then change his clothes. That's... <laughs> well, you know, I guess. Gotta get, you your mind, gotta get your mind right. <laughs> and then we have the Robert Wagner Formal Wear Collection. Oh. Aged poorly. This is three years after. Sorry, like, I just think of him as... I mean, one RJ, like people call him RJ, I guess. Mm. And then number two, and then he's... Uh, number did, two. Is he in uh, Tommy Boy? Um, no, he's not. He's not. No, Rob Lowe's... Rob Lowe. Rob Lowe, who is, is him younger, yes, okay, yeah, okay. is in Tommy Boy. But he's also Denozo's dad in NCIS. Mm. Um, but yeah. Yeah, he is potentially garbage, possibly garbage. We don't I don't know. think we'll ever really know. I think that it's stalemated as it i think that the general consensus is that he probably had something to do with it but no one's really going to push the issue because there's not enough reasonable reasonable suspicion that he is garbage person yes okay okay all right so getting into the observer reporter the iran iraq war is heating up this week we have jesse jackson can't stop saying racial slurs right (laughs) more than one thing (laughs) like quit it uh, the Pope comes out against birth control. This is uh, John Paul II. Yeah, yeah. I, I guess we actually just lost another Pope Emeritus here a few hours ago. Yeah. But I mean, we're we're not Catholic, but still respect someone that's trying, I guess. I suppose, yes. I, the wrong side of history on that one, but... Yes. We have an article about Mario Lemieux. Do you know him? No. Super Mario? Probably the second greatest hockey player who's ever lived. Okay. For the Pittsburgh Penguins. And an article is saying that uh, he seems like he might be good. That he He's no Gretzky, but... It's... The only thing I know about the Penguins is the scene from the John, uh, John Claude Van Damme movie Van Damme. where he like, beats up the mascot, right? That is all because of Mario Lemieux. Okay. That be, be, he was... After, in the in the waning days of Gretzky's career, Mario Lemieux for maybe 10 years was the best hockey player alive. And But yeah, this is like a... Like, this kid seems like he might have some potential. He got some moxie. <laughs> we have an advertisement for the Malice at the Palace on closed circuit TV. <laughs> that mean anything to you? That's a wrestling thing, right? Uh, boxing, boxing. Boxing, okay. Yeah. It's not the Thriller in Manila. It's you know, it's not Muhammad Ali, but it's uh, Thomas Hearns and Roberto Duran. Okay. Any, I don't know if that means anything no. to you. Hearns was really on his way up. Duran was kind of the tail end Is this of one his of those career. fights that like someone kind of did something and then ended someone's career detrimentally? Not really, no. Okay. no nobody died. This is a 15-round fight, oh. though, which they don't do that anymore. Right, that's Some long. studies that anything after 12 and the amount of deaths after 12 rounds is surprisingly shocking. But uh, Hearns had a 5.5-inch height advantage and 11-inch reach advantage. Whoa. The same weight. That's a big deal, though. But like, like, so if they're if this is MMA, you know, short, stocky guy might. Right, he could he could charge and take the center of gravity, but boxing, you boxing just put your hand a... on that little dude's head and <laughs> <laughs> he's swinging and swinging, yeah. ain't nothing happening. Yeah, Duran said that the night before this fight, he had uh, two bottles of whiskey and was uh, out with uh, twin prostitutes in Miami, 
and then flew into Caesar's Palace for the fight. Was completely hungover. He uh, was knocked out uh, early in the second round. Well, you know, can't get too cocky. Yeah. I looked so hard in the background to see if I could see, like, a, a Trump or a somebody. somebody. I, I could not. I think I saw Sugar Ray Leonard in the audience. I, I think mean, that was, yeah, he's a boxer, too. So There were so many people with sunglasses in the audience. So many people smoking in the audience. That was so wild to see. And, like, seeing the Caesar's Palace waitresses, like, sitting in weird old guys' laps. And it was It was not cool. No. It was really, really not cool. Um, entertainment section of the paper. We still have porn showing at the drive-thru. We've talked about that before. Yeah. The- and it's like, call for titles. Like, we're not gonna, we can't publish the titles. <laughs> we can't print the titles. <laughs> I love it. I just can't imagine seeing porn at a drive-in. That's a weird... I mean, I guess you're, like, encapsulated a little bit more. You're not, like, at somehow... I guess it's better than just, like... At a theater where you're just like sitting next to some other guy you don't know in a trench coat? Yeah, you're in your, you're in your own car, I guess. I don't know. We have Action Movie Channel number two. Okay. There's like 17 channels in this town. I guess about five or six of them are premium. I'm guessing H is HBO, M is Movie Channel, S is Showtime. I'm guessing. That makes sense. There's Action Movie Channel number two. They are canceling Celebrity Bowling. Aww. I know. The next, so the next three weeks, Celebrity Bowling's timeline is going to be replaced by Machine Gun Kelly starring Charles Brunson. Mm. Apache Woman starring Lloyd Bridges. Okay. And Prison Girls. <laughs> nice. Which I did look up and uh, yeah, it's that kind of movie. <laughs> yep. I mean, of course it is. Of course. We've got Ataris on sale for $40. Whoa. Yeah. This is 84 so I don't know how much. We haven't really talked about the video game, the North no. American video game crash. Not so much. That video games were considered just a waste of time and money. There was just so much garbage, so much inventory on the shelves that they were just running this stuff off and just dumping it just to get rid of it before the Nintendo Entertainment System happened. And so just such a wild moment to see just Nintendo is just right around the corner. They're going to revolutionize American video gaming. And it's just It's crazy. It. I feel things like that and just, you know, having a little bit of retro retrospective, it's like you can see how business no matter what people want to say business people have no fucking clue what's getting ready to happen and no. most businesses decisions are so short-sighted oh my goodness oh my I'm, there's is... rarely anyone who gets it right no it's it's just about to happen it's like the articles we've read about hiv or about it's like just just hold on you know could be who knows it could be any day. I will know right away. Soon as it shows, they come cannonballing down from the sky, from the sky, bright as a rose. I think fact of the podcast, like declassified information, and this is the last thing I have, and it's kind of a bummer, especially with 2023 looking like it is. But Eisenhower approved the use of nuclear weapons in China during the Korean War. Ooh. And then generals are like, no, 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 like, no, no. let's <laughs> like, moonwalk away from this. Yeah, so that's Ooh, wow. That is things about got way weirder than we thought they would. I have never heard that before. No, I hadn't either. Wow. So, 
Try to think about that and try to sleep tonight. Breaking with, uh... news. <laughs> Something you didn't know from how many years ago now? Seven, seven, sixty? Uh, 38. 38? Well, 38 years since it was a was unclassified no 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 well then no but then when the korean was, war was like what late 50s late 50s yeah so so 70 years ago yeah about Ooh. 70 years ago the world almost ended and you didn't know about it but well, we've known about it for 38 years now but you didn't know right you probably didn't so congratulations congratulations and yeah and putin's not any crazier than eisenhower right and that's a whole nother thing all right so Think about that and try to sleep tonight, guys. Uh, happy 2023. Happy New Year! <laughs> it is 1018. I don't think we're going to make it to midnight, babe. No. Nope, we're not. 2023 is going to be Taylor's version, guys. We're going to be back every week. Movies. Uh, what's next? Do we do a palate cleanser? Do we do host choice? It's been so long since we've done this. I, I miss you. <laughs> I miss doing this, lover. <laughs> this is always this is the highlight of my week. I think that it'll be a 2023 surprise. We will we will put our heads together and come up with something fun, something that's not depressing, something that everybody can get behind and just enjoy watching um, as we go into the new year. And so, not exit to Eden because it's got to be something that people can actually watch. It's not been scrubbed right. from existence. Yeah, we're not. Try- Which we have though. And well, it's have we have we said that it's? I think it's legit. Oh, yeah, 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 you did, yeah. Okay, yeah, I think it's a real legitimate, like, somebody got paid for this copy of this film. So, <laughs> so we'll hold off on that, um, and, you know, I don't I don't know how we potentially create access for you to view our copy of that movie. <laughs> um, All right, lover, I need you to put on social media a few days ahead of when we release this next episode what we're going to watch so the, the okay. people can watch it. Sure. If they care. I mean, really, just listen to us. That's fine. Like, we, we tell you what you need to know. Pretty much. Yeah. All right. We love you guys. It's been wild. If Christmas was awesome, we're so happy for you. If Christmas was hell, we're right here with you. And we Everybody get, we'll try it again next year. Think about us. Think about our families. We got a sick kitty cat right now. Send some good vibes that direction. And um, yeah, babe, hit the socials and... Let's go to bed before 1030 on New Year's. <laughs> All right. Yeah, guys. Uh, shoot us an email. Email Forbidden Cinema Podcast at gmail.com. Follow us on Instagram, Forbidden Cinema on on Instagram. And if you aren't caught up with Minx on Max, season one, season two. Oh, on Max. On Max. Yeah, it's, on uh. Max is going to be moving away from that because HBO Max has dropped right after they wrap, right as they were wrapping season two. So it's in the can and they're looking for a new So all we're going to have is more, what, Pawn Stars and Real Housewives. That's the only thing that's ever going to be on HBO again. That's not, oh, I guess did they buy that network. I or, think so, yeah. I don't yeah, even know. It's just, that's all it's going to be is like, I don't know, but so fishing challenge. TBD, and- stay tuned um, for season two for Minx. Um, we'll let you know where it's going to be as soon as we know. And we'll be but catch up on season one. Be ready. Um, be ready for Legends of the Mogwai. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if you're not watching the uh, the HBO Max Harley Quinn, watch it before they they cancel it and throw it oh, away. Oh, right. It's it's wild. And uh, it's very violent. So just be prepared for that. But yeah. it is a cartoon. And maybe give a try to White Lotus. So yeah, if you haven't tried White Lotus yet, everybody's been telling us to check it out, and we're giving it a try. I know. 
we normally don't watch shows that are longer than 22 minutes, but uh, it's just such a, com- it's the such tone, a commitment. The tone is interesting, but we're in we're in it. We're we're in for, you know, the mystery. We're hooked. So we'll see. And I wish they were only murders in the building length. Yeah. I mean, well, and as soon as that's ready to roll, I mean, we'll be we'll be watching that. So I would watch 64 22 minute episodes <laughs> before I can watch eight. 56 minute it episodes. It seems that way. I don't know, I don't know why I, that is, but it is that way. Adult ADHD or just I'm busy or I don't know. I don't anyway. Know. So, but plenty of fun things to watch. We will, I will let you know what we're, what we're going to be watching for our first um, episode of 2023. This is the first episode of 2023, babe. Oh, I guess so. The first new movie <laughs> of 2023. Um, so, This yeah. is going to be the year, guys. Come on. We're we're all all good vibes. Let's channel it all Let's, together. Uh, I'm I'm gonna last more than three hours this year. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Have a happy new year. Happy holidays. We love you, and we will see you soon. Bye, guys. Thanks. Bye.